Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor, Mead, Middle, and Mayhem. I'm James. And I'm Jody. I said it right this time. Although, I also practiced right beforehand, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think by now we'd know how to do it without screwing it up. <laughs> but if it's not obvious that we screw up all the time to begin with, <laughs> you haven't listened enough. <laughs> Uh, so what are we talking about tonight, James, or today, or whenever you're listening to this? Hobbitses! Filthy, filthy hobbitses! Okay. You might want to get that looked at. <laughs> yeah, it keeps coming back, no matter uh, how many times I pop it. <laughs> get penicillin. <laughs> I, I just have notes. So we did episodes on uh, Tolkien's essay on... on uh, fairy stories and we did some on just the hobbit movies and and we've got other things coming up with with hobbit and tolkien and and, and so these are just some notes i've taken that i don't think they're going to fit in anywhere but they're just yeah. neat i like some i like some a lot so i'm All just right. going to go over my notes and since jody knows more than a crap load enough about tolkien and hobbits as it is he can probably jump in on all sorts of this <laughs> Yeah, I got some notes. I don't need any. Fuck off. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't need them. I just said I didn't have any. <laughs> I still said fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> One of the neat things I saw or found was the first mention of hobbits was, was not Tolkien's. Really? No. Was in something called the Denim Tracks by Michael Denham, a folklorist in the eight, and it was a, a folklorist in the 1840s, 1850s. Hmm. But the, the actual Denim Tracks uh, the Hobbits are mentioned in Volume Two, which came out in 1895. Really? Yeah, there it's uh there actually it's just like a list of creatures from England. I don't I don't know if it's England or Britain, honestly, but it's you know hmm. at least England, if not British. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're like uh, they're spirits, so they're okay. they're not small humans. They're actual like more of a creature spirit type of thing, and they're they're 154th out of 197 in the list this particular list of creatures. <laughs> so and, and you know it's just a little tiny mention. So. Huh. I don't know if Tolkien would have seen this or not. I mean, you know, this is by research of other people who yeah. <laughs> researched Tolkien. But yeah, thought that was kind of neat. Kind of like uh, J.K. Rowling's Muggles. But that was not the first use of Muggle either. Um, hmm. Although she insists she didn't read it before. And the author of that story has other similarities, says that she's cool. So, you know, who, who might have complained? Well, yeah, <laughs> but you bitch all the time. <laughs> it's a good point. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> kind of neat, but we'll, we'll move on. All righty. And, and of course, hobbits from Tolkien are, which isn't a big deal for probably anybody in England at all when I say this. So if you're from England and I'm reading this and, or, you know, you're listening or even Australian, probably Canadian, hell, half of Americans, I have no idea. But from the Midwest, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, when you read this, and, and now that I've read a lot of uh, British and English, Scottish, Irish authors, and, you know, I've got a much better idea of the culture. When I first started talking, I would have not put this together. The hobbitses are just, they're highly English. Yeah, they, that's, that's, I've always, that's what I've always understood about them. Yeah, they love tea. You know, they live in places called shires. They they share their food. They're they're snobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a, these are these are kind of notes I've taken from different people who have researched Tolkien's work, and then they, that's not my term. <laughs> that's, that's the term they use. But I would have never put it together. And so hopefully, so for some of our American listeners who maybe don't think about it, you know, the English are 
huge about tea. You know, we, we drink yeah. our coffee because we said, screw you guys during the revolution. And, and, and of course, it's taken from uh, Tolkien himself. Tolkien is German name. Yes. His mom, uh, he, he identified more with his mother's kind of more English family. Tolkien considered himself just to be English. Just yes. hugely huge and not British. No, <laughs> <laughs> not British at all, but English. And, and so, yeah, the hobbits and, and a lot of the, their aspects are, are very English. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of look at the different peoples of Middle Earth and each one kind of corresponds to a, a different culture from Europe. Although the dwarves may confuse people because they're confusing to begin with, you know, you don't know what gender they are because they all have beards and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, no, like the, the Rohirrim, the, the, the writers of Rohan, they are the Anglo-Saxons. Only he gave them horses, which was something the Anglo-Saxons were not necessarily known for. So Tolkien found him what was identified so much as English. He hated the French Norman word invasion. Yeah, <laughs> place before him, and that's why he used terms like "bag end," meaning "dead end," instead of "cul-de-sac," because you know, <laughs> oh, to to make it more English, make it more English. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Well, that that that's the one thing you can point back to to all of his stories of Middle Earth. It was an attempt to write a mythology for England because he felt that England did not have its own mythology. The Celts had a mythology. Uh, the you know Romans had, the Greek had, the the, the Scandinavians, G Germans had mythologies, and he felt the English did not. Yeah, and that's I mean the Anglo-Saxons came over with the Germanic gods, but yeah, but they kind of be because the language got kind of subsumed when the Normans came in. Fucking Normans. Yeah. It, I, I think he kind of felt like the, the English mythology kind of got lost in the shuffle somehow. Well, that, and there's not a lot of, there, there are some bits and pieces of the Anglo-Saxon mythology, but not, not a lot. Right. Though my favorite one may be when uh, Christianity was taking over the island. I, I don't know if they would have called them priests or whatever, but somebody who was a head person of a, Odin, yeah. um, evidently uh, threw a spear into a temple of Odin, uh, so it all burned down, and all the Christians were like, oh, wow, see, he's Christian, but then people are going, well, no, the spear was sacred to Odin, and he was dedicating that place to Odin before the Christians could take it over, <laughs> and you know, I don't know which one it is, no idea. Oh, wow. But anyway. Yeah. And of course, Bilbo, being, you know, a, a, a hobbitses. So some of the context and what we've mentioned a few times is that as he leaves and goes on his adventures, he comes back with a greater appreciation of the comforts and the relaxation of, of Bag End and Hobbiton. Yeah. But part of that is because he was well-to-do. He yes. never had to work to begin with. <laughs> no, no, he did not. <laughs> yep. His family were rich already. And in fact, you know, he, Tolkien makes out the Baggins is to be well-to-do and respectable. And then the Took side was the adventure side. Yeah. The not so respectable. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, you know, he had the fine silverware, and I guess that counts as a manor house, doesn't it? <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a small manor house? <laughs> Interestingly enough, that goes into my next little piece, more or less. So, yeah, oh, okay. I, I would say it, it, it is. And, and so Tolkien used the word burglar for what Bilbo was hired to do, so he wouldn't be, you know, so they wouldn't have the unlucky 13. He was the number 14, um, yes. hired to be a burglar. But the way, 
Tolkien kind of wrote it and because of his wordiness, fucking philologists. <laughs> well, they, they start with, with Bilbo being snobbish. He is, he is snobbish. I mean, he treats Gandalf kind of, you know, like <laughs> looks down on him for a little bit at first. Yeah, until he realizes who it is. <laughs> realizes who it is. And then he, then it's, it's not so much a politeness because he's polite, but because he's scared. <laughs> uh, but, but Tolkien takes him from um, being a snob to not being a snob and being like an anti-Sackville Baggins. Yes. Um, but the burglar part actually plays into that and Tolkien's using wordplay a little bit. So a uh, burr from British history were um, during Alfred the Great, he would make burrs, which were towns and you know, towns, fortified towns and places where you could have somebody ride to and get an army. And it's more like a def- I'm simplifying, but it's a defensive type of thing for when all the Vikings would invade. Okay. Uh, but Burr then is, becomes Burrow, uh-huh. is also another term for mansion, which is your manor house. But then they're uh, derived from Old English and Old Frankish terms. Mansion, Burrow, is bourgeois, bourgeoisie, meaning lives in a mansion. And uh-huh. a burglator is somebody who breaks into a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tolkien, you magnificent bastard, you. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Well, yeah, because if you think about it, wouldn't wouldn't the Lonely Mountain be kind of a mansion? Oh, the, the Dwarven Halls of the Lonely yeah. Mountain are definitely a mansion. And even after Smaug, yeah, takes over, yeah. So yeah, it's it's not that he's a he's a thief and he doesn't like being called a thief and doesn't like the term and you know when yeah. Smeagol Golem <laughs> calls him a thief, it's a a burglar's not. I don't know. <laughs> I guess in our <laughs> modern day thinking, it's probably not much different, <laughs> but. Well, in, in, in Bilbo's defense, he didn't steal the ring. I know Smeagol thought he did, but he didn't steal the ring. He found it. He was. He was the ring finder. Yeah. The barrel I rider. mean, that was, a, that was a legit thing. Now, he lied about finding it. but <laughs> And depending on if you read the original version or not, he may have <laughs> lied slightly more in one than the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which actually is going to be interesting when we actually talk about that, but that's That'll be much more interesting when we get around to yeah, doing I don't the think Hobbit. We, uh, we didn't, yeah, we didn't talk about that chapter in in the uh, episode we did on the on the movies and the difference between the movies and the books. Yeah, don't think so. I know we've talked about it, so yeah, <laughs> maybe I should go back and listen to that one. That was episode one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's some some foreshadowing to a possible future episode. <laughs> foreshadowing. Dun dun dun. Yay. Yes. Was that another drinking? Oh, man, now we got, what, three words? Context, foreshadowing, and what was the other one? Don't remember because we started drinking. Uh, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Somebody will tell us. <laughs> or we'll just start it again without realizing we'd Yeah. <laughs> we need to write down those words. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to dwarves, if you don't mind. Sure. So kind of jumping from nasty hobbitses to nasty dwarveses. Nasty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one of the authors I was reading about Tolkien. Uh, he, he talks about how dwarves are older than fairy tales. Uh-huh. And, and I'm not entirely sure about that because uh, there are all sorts of things out there talking about how old fairy tales are now. Yes. Um, yes. But anyway, that's okay. We, we don't have to harp. And, I, you know, since I'm taking these from a few sources, uh, I, you know, it's, it's all good. Um, but there's English dwarf, which comes from uh, the German. Uh, and here you're going to have to help me because I always mispronounce German. Zwerg. Z-W-E-R-G? Jerg? No, I think he had it right the first time. 
I think. I don't <laughs> yeah, I'll go with it. <laughs> and uh, Icelandic, um, which I think overlaps a lot with the Nordic, uh, Dwarger should have a common root with the German, though, too. Although, interesting, Dwarger and Dungeons and Dragons were the dark dwarves, the evil dwarves. Yeah, yeah, the gray dwarves. But anyway, uh, so the dwarves, um, th- there's uh, the Sybil's Vision, which, uh, and, and also the Tally of the Dwarves, uh, and I'm going to mispronounce these, the Sybil's Vision, the, the Vluspa, and the Tally of the Dwarves, the Dwarvgadl. <laughs> See, horribly mispronouncing because I can barely speak English at the best of times. That's um, true. <laughs> <laughs> I can write in English like, well, many people's business, but I'm not bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, in that, the Tally of the Dwarves are the names of the dwarves in The Hobbit. So if, if you want to yes. read yeah. up more on those. Yeah, Tolkien took that list of dwarves straight from Norse mythology. That's all I had on dwarves. Yeah. Just okay. thought that was neat. I didn't know um, if you'd ever get to it, so. And going from dwarves to wergs. Wergs? Wergs. Wergs. Wargs. Wargs. Mm, wargs. I have two wargs. They're beauties. You do? Beauty I've wargs. not met the wargs. Well, they would love to meet you. No, I'm sure they would. Yes, tasty. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they seem like they're... They are. They just like to be loved. Yeah. Come here, Mr. Squirrel. We shall love you, too. <laughs> uh, anyway, wargs. Yeah. Intel- intelligent wolves. Yes. And from what I've seen, kind of derived from Norse, uh, the vulgar, which means wolf and outlaw also. Yes. The uh, old English were for outcast and, and outlaw. Yeah, cool. Uh, he never used the term dire wolf, though, did he? I don't think so. I thought that was more of a and I think it is, yeah. yeah. You know, moving on. I, I do? Well, good. I, I, let's skip that then. Wait, no. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh, 15 miles from Tolkien's stu- uh, study were the Berkshire Downs on the Oxfordshire Plains. And Ooh, in downs. this area, that were, uh, was Wayland Smithy. And the huge Sutton Hoo burial in that area is the Nine Barrel Downs. So Tolkien did get some of his creativity and and um inspiration from just his local geography just like robert plant did too and in that episode go back and listen (laughs) to that episode what was that like second or third episode (laughs) yep yeah the barrow downs the the barrow whites no it's sad that's really one of my favorite chapters that little section yes one of my favorites out of all of the books like all of them but i get why it's hard to feel like it just sort of yeah, the the whole the whole section with Tom Bombadil, those what two or three chapters? Yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to kind of fit in and make it like okay with Tom. And my last little thing that I just thought was kind of neat, and and I got this actually out of Professor Shippy's book. Uh, Jody and I have talked about uh, Professor Shippy in in an yes. episode or two, and I, I love this. And it has to do with the writers of Rohan, and I'm going to mispronounce the word because I looked it up a while back. And now it's been months since I took these notes. <laughs> um, but elegiac, characteristic of an elegy, which is a poem or lament for the dead. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah okay. the, the, the mounds with the flowers for the writers of Rohan, when they bury their dead, they have those flowers. Uh, the symbol, symbol, symbol mean. Mina. Yeah, symbol mina. Yeah, oh, yeah, because it's got the little uh, umlauts or something. Umlauts. Over the e. yeah, yeah, so symbol mina. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Hello, Guinness number three. Yeah, that's, that's my excuse, but there are reasons besides that too. 
Yeah, I just, I'd love that. Well, of course, if you haven't figured out, Jody and I are morose motherfuckers. <laughs> kind of get into some of that weird ass creepy things that have to do with funerals and they, you know it's cool and and i love that i love that elegy the the lamenting it's th- that characteristic where it's a sadness but it also is a reminder of hope and love yes that's it that's all i had yeah. on it <laughs> well yeah because in the um you say in the book uh oh did they do one for did they do one for Theodred? I don't remember if there was one for him. I'd, I'm wanting to say that when they did go back, uh, when they actually got around to where, when they carried Theoden back to Rohan for burial, I think they did one there. In, in there, but um, even in, or, or even um, Aragorn and Legolas did one for Boromir. Yeah, I guess the elves, it actually was an elegy. It wasn't, you know... Elysiac, they actually did an elegy for Gandalf when they got to uh, Lothlorien because they actually yes. sang a song for Gandalf. Yes, they did. And Legolas had not the heart to tell us what it said. Because it was sad. Yes. Listen, elf. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, just some thoughts on The Hobbit and Tolkien and, and you know, what's not about his culture and <laughs> English and yeah. Hobbits isn't he. And, yeah, kind of a bit in time for the May 10th movie, the biography movie biographic movie of uh, Tolkien. Yes. I'm looking forward to that, even though I've only seen the one trailer. I am too. I am optimistically cautious, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it'll be interesting. So if you go see the movie, let us know what you think. We'll probably talk about it eventually too. Yeah. But yeah, until, uh, until next time, I'm James. I'm Jody. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Asperious spurring. That's better than asparagus. You just keep your green wilty stuff away from me and <laughs> we'll all be quite happy indeed. Somebody, Outside of the fact that, yeah. Somebody, somebody, yeah. somebody, <laughs> somebody find me. Tom Bombadil. Uh, so are you done on this or? Yes. Okay. Oh, um, wait, so- no. no. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> <laughs>